Where does yesterday's future, which is already here, ready here, ready here, ready here, meet today's future, which is about to happen, and tomorrow's future, which could be just minutes away? Welcome to Technology Revolution, the future of now, where host Bonnie D. Graham asks savvy futurists for their predictions about the tech-driven trends that are shaping our future right now. Here's your host, who will take us into the future of now, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, 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 welcome. If you don't remember, the number of welcomes equals the number of guests I have. This is TechRev, we finally call our show. On Wednesdays, we are live streaming. Hello to Facebook if you're seeing us. Hello to LinkedIn if you're seeing us. And hello on the Voice America Business Channel. Let me tell you what our topic is today, and this is really cool. During 2020, come on, the year we all want to forget, but we can't because it changed everything in every single way. During 2020, video was the king of media types. Americans, I don't know what the statistics around the world are. We might ask one of our panelists a week might know this. Americans were zooming into work meetings, logging into online classrooms, FaceTiming friends and families, and streaming entertainment more than ever. Binge watching and gaming were up 25% and 75% respectively. That's a a quote from a16z.com from a reporter named Connie Chan. Now, let me give you a little more. Do you think that streaming really got popular in 2020? No, it was already on its way in 2015. Video streaming rose 13% year over year since then. Mm -hmm. And get this, Americans last year spent On average, 42 minutes a day viewing digital video, we're on their phones, yes, compared to 23 minutes on computers. So think about video going mobile, mobile, mobile. And now, breaking news, we're about to enter an era, a new era of video-first products beyond entertainment, beyond gaming. So let me take you a little bit through history. Video 1.0 was a laid-back experience, and Video 2.0, where we're going, will be more interactive and participatory. We all had the era of TV. Some of us are old enough to remember early TV. I don't know who. I certainly am not. Then we had the era of YouTube, Uh huh. and it unleashed a category where anybody could be a creator. Come on. How many really bad videos have we all seen on? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's authentic. It's a creator video. It's okay. Nothing is bad. Everything is acceptable. And then we went into the TikTok era. It was condensed, quick, blink, you might miss it. One minute, that's too long. How about 10 seconds, 20 seconds? All you need is a smartphone. Forget about the production studio. Forget about the green screen. Forget about everything. Pick up your phone and push it out to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere. So I have five experts today with me here. We have Kirsten Boyleau. We have Carl Yeh, Y-E-H, if you're looking for him. We have Ryan Ryan Sonnenberg. We have Loic Simon. I have to do the French pronunciation. And we have a newcomer, Vincenzo Landino, who is brought to us through the kindness of Ryan Sonnenberg. Thank you very much. And I can't wait to have them introduce themselves. So our topic today is not video kill the radio star. I'm, I do video. I do radio. I do TV. I'm still alive and well. The topic is the future of video. How many words will a moving picture actually be worth? That harks back to an old phrase. We won't go back in history too much. This is episode number 88. Happy to be here. We are live. It's April 21st. What? 2021. We're almost done with the first third of the year. We couldn't wait for 2020 to be over. And now 2021 is galloping. And I'm talking fast because I'm so happy to be here today. So let's get started. We're going to go around the table with introductions. Kirsten Boyleau, welcome back. Kirsten and I do a show called Changing the Game with Digital Engagement. 
presented by SAP. She's one of my longest running sponsors on the serious business side. Kirsten is an expert in everything video and marketing communications and digital engagement. Kirsten, I just gave your bio, forgive me. Kirsten, I'm going to put you on speaker view. Please take about two minutes. Remind everybody who you are and why are you here. Kirsten, welcome. Thanks, Bonnie, and, and thanks, as always, for having me here. Um, I love participating in these kinds of conversations. It's such a, a great um, brain engager um, when we have like-minded people discussing topics that are of such great importance to uh, B2B businesses and B2B marketing, particularly from my perspective. Um, I work for SAP. I've been with SAP for about 15 years, I think it is this year, and um, I am responsible for, for the past seven years, I've been responsible for our digital selling programs here at SAP from an enablement perspective, and um, for the last couple of years, I am now responsible for upskilling the entire marketing organization on digital marketing. Um, so I build big learning programs, that's what I do. Um, and I love, you know, I'm so happy that we're live on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is one of my favorite platforms to engage with um, business people and really learn a lot from them. Um, so I'm really happy to, to be participating in this session. And I think video is such a cool and interesting um, medium for getting your message across. And so I'm really excited to, to hear what people have to say about the future of video. Thank you, Kristen. I know you're busy and we're I know in between everything, digital marketing week, and here you are. So we appreciate your loyalty to the program. Let's go to Carl. Carl, I'm putting you in speaker view. Welcome back. We haven't spoken in what is it, about five weeks? So I think that, so. that makes you a regular on my shows, and I'm happy <laughs> yes, to have you. I'm honored that you took the time. Please reintroduce yourself to the audience in case they forgot who you yeah. are. Shame on them. Go ahead, Carl. Thank you very much, Bonnie, for bringing me back. Um so uh, my name is Carl Ye. I uh, lead uh, digital marketing uh, for a B2B SaaS company called Benevity. And um, for me, video is, I've been with video for the past, I don't know, just six, seven years and actually shoot uh, part-time on the side too, uh, commercials, real estate and whatnot. But for me, video is really, I see it as it isn't, you can't just have video production and, you know, people submitting a video to your, um, let's say, company, business, whatever, and then a marketing team then does something with it. I think like to me, one of the futures is how can we find people who have both the skills, the video production skills and the marketing skills at the same time. And I can kind of see that um, in the film production phase because a lot of those um, filmmakers are having very difficult time mm -hmm. retaining um, clients because they can't really market the, the video while a lot of agencies are starting to you know, bring video um, people in-house. So I can see that little dynamic as well. And I think all the stats point to, you have inferior content, all these different things that, you know, people are just shooting video on their phone too. So as, you know, the future goes in, goes more and the technology becomes easily more accessible, it just, you know, you're going to get more and more and more people creating video and that will be, you know, the, to me, the future. Thank you very much, Carl. Happy to have you here. And I have good news. It is working. We are live on LinkedIn. Everybody say, yay! yay. 
It's not always, but we're there today. Three weeks in a row. I'm on a roll here. Thank you very much, Carl. Thank you very much. And for a little introduction to your predictions, we appreciate that. Ryan Sonnenberg is back. Ryan, I think it's been about the same number of weeks since we spoke because you were on another show with Carl. So welcome back. Actually with Carl, yeah. And <laughs> you remind the audience, please, who you are and what you do. Why are you here? What's, why is this so important to you? Ryan, welcome back. Yeah, thanks, Bonnie. Hi, everyone. I'm Ryan Sonnenberg. I work for SAP. So Kirsten is a, a longtime colleague of mine. She has me beat on the time front, though. I actually just celebrated my six-year anniversary um, with SAP. Um, started off in the sales organization and worked my way to marketing, where I get to work with um, who I consider some of the world's best creators, like Vincenzo, um, who's who's become not only a, a good um, partner of ours over at SAP, but also a really good friend in that space. And where I've kind of come from, from a video standpoint, is really the B2B side, but really helping to distill SAP, which is a super complicated organization and super complicated products into something that everybody can understand and everyday people can understand. So utilizing not only um, some of our in-house business experts, but also bringing you know along some of our 23,000 partner companies to join in, in that conversation as well. Um, I firmly believe that video is the future. I think we're going to see some really cool transitions and really cool transformations when it comes to people actually shopping via video in the next, I mean, I would, I would say in the next couple of years, but with 2020 accelerating everything, Bonnie, it could be within the next couple of weeks for all I know. Um, but it's going to be a really fascinating time to work in the video space, to come up with cool video concepts and to really flex those storytelling muscles that I think is going to be the one thing that we're going to see marketers have to do day in and day out. Thank you very much, Ryan. Great overview and happy you're back with us. And now let's go to Bienvenue, Monsieur Loic Simon. Welcome back. I have to tell everybody, Loic is the face, the voice, the creator of the Social Selling Forum. And he's usually on air, I say, 23 hours a day, nine days a week, live with a social selling forum. And he he honors me by taking time out to be on my show every couple weeks. Week, it's become a regular thing. You're here, and I'm very honored. So please reintroduce yourself to your audience and mine. Loic, welcome back. Oui, je m'appelle Loic Simon. I'm Loic, and I'm a digital native, as you can see from the 80s, by the way, with IBM. <laughs> But when I was young, this is what I wanted to be. You know, when I was a young guy, I wanted to be in sales. Yeah, which, which, by the way, it's coming from Americas. And right now I am the founder of the Social Selling Forum, but also of another forum, which is called Alternatives Forum, where we try to reinvent organizations, reinvent uh, the way sales is performing, etc., etc. Leveraging, by the way, social selling, the, the art and the way to leverage social networks to really sell by selling ourselves to the world yeah this is what i'm doing right now and i'm really into i was into video two years ago in 2018-2019 i was a lot into videos i was filming authentic videos by by walking around la marne near paris you know when i did some interviews very natural interviews and so on but now almost never anymore I don't I don't do any more videos. I do live videos, live streaming on Zoom, streamed to, to LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, etc. And this is what I do. For example, in the last year since COVID, 500 hours of video, 40, 43 days or even 50 days 
of live videos like that that you can find on my LinkedIn profile. For example, to yesterday it was 10 live videos, w one hour each during the full day from eight, morning, eight in the morning to seven in the evening. Yeah, for example, that's what I'm doing. Louis, I'm you're a machine. You're yeah, a machine. I'm a machine, you know, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> with, a small, with a small studio, as you can see in front of me, you know, there's just very, very simple studio, by the way, with, with two large screens and another one here and a little bit of light and of camera this ca and, a, and a mic. That's it. Nothing more. That's it. Purely simple. Thank yeah. you very, very much. I'm, I'm intrigued. I only have two 27-inch screens and one USB yeah. mic and a couple of lamps here and, and my big pop-up green screen behind me. So I'm a mini version of you. And if I do six shows a week, that's a lot. But I would love to grow up to be you, Louis Simon. We'll have to come up with a beautiful French name for me. Thank you very much for being here. And now the newcomer to me, to the panel, to the show, I'm very happy to welcome Vincenzo Landino. Vincenzo, I'm I'm putting you on speaker view. Please take us through who you are. What does video mean to you? Why are you here? Other than Ryan invited you. Go ahead, <laughs> Vincenzo. Ryan invited me. I'm done. <laughs> See you later. No, um, <laughs> thanks. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is a topic I love. And Ryan, thanks for, for including me in this one. Um, really brief journey. Uh, you know, I started my professional video journey in, uh, well, prior to, um, does anyone remember Meerkat and, and Periscope when those dropped? Uh, I probably started about four years prior to that, uh, creating video for uh, the companies I used to work for and putting them on social media because I thought that was what was important. And, you know, it wasn't really a big deal at the time. At the time, pictures were people were, and it's funny that you named it what you did here, Bonnie, because pictures were the, the, the main visual representation mm -hmm. online. And, um, I had used that all the way up through a Google Hangouts. I hosted some shows on Google Hangouts and live, um, live shows there. Uh, and then when, when Meerkat and Periscope dropped, it was like the whole world changed for me. And I had the opportunity not only to connect with individuals in the moment that were able to you know, communicate with you in some form, um, but had the opportunity to really grow my personal uh, um, presence online and I credit Meerkat and Periscope and th those particular I, specifically Meerkat um, for being able to dive into video even deeper and specifically teaching me how to interact with individuals uh, live online when you can't see them. I'm fine when I can see you, but you know, looking at a screen and looking at yourself is not always the most pleasant thing. Uh, so, so took that and started to uh, work through how can brands use this. And that's when uh, I, I realized that there was a lot of opportunity, not in just live streaming, but in, in video in general. And that brands needed that. So for the last six years or so, five, uh, five, six years or so, I've been focused strictly on content strategy um, with with video and streaming video. I have a production team as well, so so we also handle production. Um, but production's changing, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. But production is changing. It used to be like, um, you know, I think Carl mentioned, you know, there was high end production, and now we're seeing some different things where you can get away with the phones the phones shoot better video than they ever have right and they shoot better video than most people have cameras so there there's that and we strategize for a lot of that so we do a lot of content strategy for our clients not just the production and um and and uh, more recently within the last year 
year and a half, actually it's more than a year and a half now, almost two years, uh, we've been really looking at emerging media opportunities and how uh, brands and can leverage things that are coming out or that haven't come out yet. What's the next frontier? And so we're focusing a lot of our time and effort in, in that regard. But yeah, that's what I do. I, I have a company named Bathmark. We work a lot with SAP. Uh, thanks to Ryan down at the bottom there or right next to me, wherever he is. Um, and yeah, it's been a wild ride. Things have changed a lot over the past five years. Thank you. Very, very nice to meet you, Vincenzo. And thank Likewise. you for taking, thank you. Thank you for taking a chance on joining a panel of people who already know each other, but we're all friends here. Now, let's go to the next part of the show where I've asked my guests to send me a quote from a movie, a song, a TV show character. We even expanded to comedians recently. Somebody sent me a quote from Emo Phillips, which is pretty funny. So uh, I'm starting off with Kirsten and the quote they're going to explain in their own words what in the world it has to do with our topic. Kirsten Boylois sent us a quote from the Buggles 1979 song. Ah, video killed the radio star. No, it didn't, Kirsten. And here's the quote she picked from the song. In my mind and in my car, we can't rewind. We've gone too far. No, I didn't sing it, Kirsten, but you're welcome to. Kirsten Boylo, you're on full screen. What? I think I know what this has to do with our topic, but I let you get away with this. Go ahead, please. <laughs> well, you know, I was uh, <clears throat> researching what I might want. I'm terrible with finding quotes out of books or movies or anything like that because I don't have a head for remembering that kind of information. So it took me a bit to, to find something. But then I realized that this was a song that when I was a kid, um, I don't know, you guys are all too young, I think, except maybe Loic <laughs> to remember this, but there was, <laughs> there was these kid, kid pop hey, thank you, Kirsten. Uh, records <laughs> that... Um, that where they they did had kids uh, singing uh, singing the songs from that were popular, and Video Killed the Radio Star is one of my favorites. Um, so I when I found that song and I liked the quote about you know in my life and in my car you know we've gone too far we can't rewind. That really just kind of hit home to me that you know we can't go backwards. The 2020 has happened yeah. and it has transformed us as a society, uh, our culture, um, the way we interact in, uh, in business and in personal life. And we just can't, we can't go back. We can't rewind. Um, and so, you know, video and the way that we interact in the going forward um, is just the way it's going to be. Kirsten, I thank you for not including me when you said who remembers those days and you picked on Luik and not me because you know I, I probably do. So you're, you're being very polite. I will tell you, all of you that I've done radio for over 20 years. I'll admit to that much, not more than that, but maybe on the phone. It was all phone in and I couldn't see anybody. And then in about... April, May of 2020, I said to Ryan Treasure at Voice America Radio, my, my colleague, he's the VP of Broadcast Operations, I said, why don't I move all my radio shows to Zoom? And I realized what I was missing was the eye contact, the visual contact. Ryan Sonnenberg, if you have something to say, you're going to raise your hand and I can see you. I couldn't see you over the phone. It's like, is he done? Is he finished? So video, in a way, 
I'm the opposite of that song, Kirsten. Video excited the radio star. Video <laughs> enlivened the radio star. Video fueled the radio star. And I have a, a Monday night show called Read My Lips, Cool Conversations with Creatives. And I invite a lot of them are authors, musicians, filmmakers, interesting people in different walks of life who I call my creatives. And they expect to go on a radio show. And they're surprised, some of them. They don't read the instructions. So they're surprised. I say, we're live streaming. I do that show on Facebook. And they say, what? I thought I was coming on your radio show. And I say, no, we live stream radio now on video. So it has changed everything. So I'm going to go back and tell the buggles they were wrong. Let's go on. Thank you very much, Kirsten. And let's go to a quote from Carl Yeh. And Carl has sent a quote from Castor Troy, played by Nicolas Cage, looking like John Travolta's face in the movie Face Off, a 1997 American action film. It was the 11th highest grossing film of 1997. And here is the quote, but you're still not having any fun. I saw the clip. Carl, I'm putting you on speaker view. What do you have to say about this one? Um, yeah, you know, just going with my action movies that uh, played, last, played last time. But this one, I, I kind of related back to regardless of what we're doing, you know, um, I host podcasts, I host shows, but I think if you're not having any fun in the actual process of creating your content or creating whatever you're doing, yep. I think it, it's not going to go very far, um, especially for any, any major content programs for whether it's B2B or B2C or whatever. I've always seen that if people don't enjoy the process, they're just doing it for the sake of creating content. It's never, it's never, you're never going to be, con you're never going to be consistent. And I think people can tell, especially on video, people can tell if you're not, passionate if you're not engaged with what you're talking about so i always tell a lot of people or, or businesses when they when they start oh i want to you know start a content program or whatever like can you can you have fun in the actual process of creating and to me that was that's why i picked the quote the answer is heck yes. And we talk about authenticity. And Carl, what a great point. I think having fun is part of that authenticity. And people used to be really nervous. What? You want me to do a video? Right, Kirsten? You probably run into oh, this yeah. all. Oh, you expect me to sit down in front of a camera? I remember when I was doing live radio from Sapphire in 2017, SAP Sapphire in Orlando, Florida. We had a conference room. We set up a radio studio. Voice America came. We live streamed to Facebook. And I remember that a team that was producing videos in an adjacent conference room came into me and said, people are sitting looking like deer in the headlights. What can we do? And I said, well, I'm only doing 53 interviews in two and a half days, but I'll try to find some time to come over and get them to relax and just tell them, just have fun in front of the camera. They said, we need somebody to relax. And everybody said, what? You want me to talk about this or that? And they were terrified. So yes, Carl, great point. Have fun. Thank you for the quote. Let's move on to Ryan Sonnenberg. Oh, Ryan has a favorite actress. She just passed away. It is the, it calls her the incomparable Jessica Walter. She left us just a few weeks ago and she played Lucille Bluth uh -huh, in Arrested Development, American TV sitcom on the Fox network from 2003 to 2006 and a fourth season on Netflix in 2013. And there's actually a video called The Best of Lucille Bluth. And here is the quote. And I haven't watched the series, believe it or not, Ryan, but I did check the clip of the best of Lucille Blue. Here's the quote. Here's some money. Go see a Star War. A Star War. Ryan Sonnenberg, you made me smile. Talk to me. What is this all about? Yeah. So 
this this might be a little bit of a stretch, Bonnie, but everyone follow along with me, right? So not only is Jessica Walter a fantastic you know, actress, but the show Arrested Development, it's very dry humor, very subtle humor. So a lot of the time you won't, you know, you might miss some of the, some of the more subtle cues in it. And what I really like about the series is Jessica Walter kind of carried her character all the way through. Now, true diehard fans of the show will know that the first three seasons are the best season and Netflix kind of ruined it with season four. So my whole idea behind using this quote was stay authentic, stay true to your mission, stay true to what the show is trying to do and what you're trying to say. Now, Jessica Walter did a fantastic job, like I said, through that, through the series. Um, But again, you know, when it went, changed hands and kind of, you know, traded itself, that's when it got a little bit, a little bit clunky. So stay true, again, stay true to those values and always, always be authentic and always be telling your story. That's Thank where the quote comes from. Very much. And I love the reel of the best of Lucille Bluth. And I'm going to start Fantastic. watching this. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you for the, that's why we do movie and song quotes because it's, they're fun cultural references. Let's go to Louis Simone next. Louis has a one, two, three, four, five word quote from Helen Parr, AKA Elastigirl, AKA Mrs. Incredible voiced by the also incomparable Holly Hunter from The Incredibles 2, Pixar's American computer animated superhero film from 2004 and the sequel in 2018. And here's the quote, it's nice to be wanted. Oh, Louis, truer words were never spoken, but go, go, go ahead. What does this have to do with our show? <laughs> By the way, it's, it's a very strategic choice. There are three reasons why I chose it. The first is because you wanted me to come on this show in the last <laughs> minute, you know, so I said, yeah, it's nice to be wanted. The second is it's a very short, it's a very short sentence, which is more memorable. And the third, which is more important, that it is fully related to my business in social selling and doing video in live streaming or Zoom or remote selling and so on. When you do video, when you when you show like we show today, uh, you seem authentic, you seem credible, you seem con- somebody of confidence, you seem to be quite c- consistent with what you talk about and so on and so on. And this creates this confidence, which means that the customers want you. They, they want you, they come to you or they want you to call them. This, it's nice to be wanted, you know. Thank you very much. And, and we can apply that to the broad field of video. It's nice for people yeah. to want to see you, want yeah. to hear you, want to listen to you, want Thank to you. learn from you, want to be inspired to you, yeah. by you, right? They w- yes. So creating that, I wouldn't say a need, but creating a persona, right? Mm-hmm persona and when i on some of my other shows i say please use a branded background that tells us something about you so we've got this great banner i'm going to pick on ryan now it says if i turn 90 degrees do good recklessly is that a a banner from somebody's sports team ryan what is that from no it's uh just something that i found one day and kind of speaks to just kind of speaks a general mantra, you know, I think especially in 2020 and going into 2021, that's one thing that we should all do is do as much good as fast as possible, as quick as possible and do it without abandon. 
There you go. We got the fish eye on. It is a great <laughs> saying. See, that tells us that makes me want to talk to you because you've intrigued me with something in your background. And that's a reason for visual and video. But I digress. Vincenzo has sent us a quote from, oh, going back to one of the world's most favorite, best watched TV shows ever, 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 Vincenzo. It's from Colonel Sherman T. Potter, played by Henry Morgan, to a young clerk in the 1979 episode Prevented medicine on mash anybody doesn't remember mash it's m asterisk a asterisk s asterisk h asterisk for mobile army surgical hospital american war comedy drama tv series that aired from 1972 to 83 and it is one of the highest rated shows in u.s television history here's the quote vincenzo was selected sometimes when a man's anxious to stick out a glad hand it's because he's got something up his sleeve. Vincenzo, talk to me. What does this have to do with our topic? I love the quote. So I actually, there's another, there's another uh, Colonel Bonner quote too that I loved, um, but that's for another day. Um, you know, this was something that in, in like when we, we started, first started doing live video, um, we would think about often like you can hide behind a screen on you know, on Twitter or online, you can post things, you can uh, be whoever you want, right? Uh, the, the, without putting anyone down, there's a lot of snake oil salesmen, right, out there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's, there's just a lot of people. So yeah, you know, they'll, they'll stick out a glad hand. Hey, I'm here to help. And you can do that from behind a Twitter persona or behind, uh, you know, a random Facebook name or whatever. But you can't do that with video, right? You're looking at my face, you can't, you don't have, there's nothing up my sleeve here. I mean, yes, of course, there's also snake oil salesmen, I'm sure, on video. But it's a lot harder to do when you actually have to communicate with someone. It's a lot harder to do when you actually have to show your, your facial expressions, your emotions, uh, how engaged you actually are. It's not a passive experience. It's not like I'm just going to respond to a tweet and make it look like I really care about you. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, that's kind of what came to me. I was when you, I happened to be filling it out while I was watching MASH and I happened to hear that and I was like, oh my God, that's so good. Um, yeah, anyway. So that, 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 that's my thought there. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, and MASH, I don't think anybody's quoted MASH in a long, long time on my show. So we appreciate that too. We have Take some- a bow. Oh, please do. Very, very, just don't hit your microphone when you tip over there. Very interesting quotes. Thank you all. Now let's breeze to our predictions segment of the show. Each of my panelists has graciously sent me four predictions. I'm going to probably just go in order because of time. We're halfway through and I'm having a wonderful time speaking with all of you. I think we might have covered some of your predictions in your quotes and in your bios. Luik, is that just water in there? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> absolutely. I've, I've never asked a guest that in my life. But see, this is authentic. LinkedIn, we're being real. We're being a little bit humorous. And we're being very friendly with each other. Vincenzo, you have to smile when I make a joke. There you go. Okay. Now, he doesn't know me very well. Kirsten, prediction number one, I'm just going to say, I'll read the first line and let you expand it. Please take about 90 seconds, two minutes tops for your predictions. We're just going to barrel through these. If you want to say something about somebody else's prediction raise your hand and go call me call me call me and i will and it's fine kirsten says how to videos will become a b2b marketing strategy kirsten talk us through this please 
Yeah, I mean, this kind of came up from my husband. Uh, he's always trying to fix his motorcycles, fix the car, fix something in the house. And we live in a very old house. And um, and so he's always going to YouTube to find those how-to videos. And I think it's such an untapped um area for B2B marketers. We haven't really used those how-to videos to engage our audience yet. Uh, I'm sure there's some examples of it out there, but I don't think it's a, a widespread phenomenon yet. And I think, you know, if you look at um, the, you know, the, the people that are going to be coming into the workforce in the next, you know, five, 10 years, they um, According to uh, Leah Logan, uh, she's a VP of media products at Inmar Intelligence. She says over 85% of teens believe they can do anything there is as long as there's a YouTube how-to on it. So uh, I think that that's a great opportunity for us to engage those you know, people coming into the workforce who are going to have a big impact on um, decisions that are being made at the um, B2B level. And, uh, and so what an open opportunity to um, think more about how our end users are using our products and how they're using them to solve their challenges and creating small, short, very short snippet videos on, on that. Thank you very much, Kirsten. I'm going to move quickly around the table. Let's go to prediction number one from Carl Ye. And Carl says, augmented reality is accelerated due to the pandemic. People want to be safe, which means evolving how they buy products and goods. Let's relate this to future of video. Carl, you're up. So <clears throat> I was thinking just in where I used to, to work with uh, um, like home building, right? And I was thinking about the accelerated technology of like how people want to buy. And, and you know, you, you went from on your computer screen, you're trying to build you know, put the colors in your home, put the, the furniture and whatnot. But now there's tech that's, you know, you're going to a warehouse, you put on VR or your AR um, tech, and then you start customizing it there. So instead of companies, you know, producing like show homes for people to go into, everyone just comes into the same place, puts on goggles, and then they're, they're going through their own um, reality. Or they don't even, let's say they have a show home, you just walk in, there's no furniture, but with augmented reality and you walking around, you can see or you can add the type of customizations you want. So that's just one example where I think the pandemic, people can't, you know, necessarily talk or, or walk around with, with with each other. That's accelerated the, the, the way that's, for me, augmented reality. And, and I think, I don't know if anyone saw the Apple... Um, uh, presentation, I think yesterday or the day before, oh, some of that was in, in, in AR. So I, ju I just thought from, from an AR sense, that tech is going to be uh, accelerated even further. Thank you very much. Always exciting to talk about AR, and I haven't tried any of those headsets yet, and I have a feeling I'd get very dizzy, but I think I might not want to come back from that world. You never know, so <laughs> we'll just leave that one on the table. No, I don't have a therapist right now, but I'm taking, I'm taking uh, yes, never mind, taking calls. Let's go to Ryan Sonnenberg. Prediction number one in 2021, we'll, we will see a massive convergence of live video combined with online shopping as we see a rise in e-commerce 2.0. We're already in end of April 2021. How's your prediction doing? Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, so this actually, Bonnie, kind of stemmed from something that I experienced actually in 2019. You know, so we've seen companies 
do, you know, really cool things where you can take a photo of a sneaker when you're actually shopping in a Nike store or something. And then a salesperson will zoom it right out to you and you're already checked out. You don't even need to go to a cashier, your receipts emailed to you. Everything's already done. Right. And I'm thinking that throughout the next, you know, couple weeks, months, uh, through the end of the year, we're actually going to see that change or we're going to see that accelerate. Um, I think we're going to see AR start to become really prevalent when it comes to shopping. I think anytime that you, you know, can use your phone to take a photo of something and find it online, you're actually going to see that really drastically increase. So I think anytime that we, anytime that you can see a product out in the world and you're like, wow, I really like what that person's wearing, or I really like this in this store, but the store is closed, you know, being able to snap a photo through a window, I think is really going to um, change the way that businesses are, are operating. You know, we might start to see less brick and mortar stores and you might, might start seeing QR code stores, you know, pop up, you know, throughout wherever it is. If anyone's been to a Bonobos lately, you actually go into the store and try the clothes on in the store, but you don't actually get them. They ship it to you the next day. Mm. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more of that, you know, be really, really prevalent in the next couple, in the next couple um, weeks, months, and years. Thank you. Very interesting. Very exciting. As long as, to me, as long as you get to try them on, I don't care whether they ship them or, unless you have a party in the next two hours and you need it right away. I don't know. That's the, that's the only downside. It really is. And, and the good part about video conferencing like we're doing is nobody knows what we're wearing below what the screen sees and how many funny videos were there in the beginning of 2020. Come on about people who didn't realize that they were in their undies and, and they walked away from their desk and somebody took a picture on purpose or not. And uh, Carl, go ahead. No, 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 no. Did, did, <laughs> did anyone, did anyone see that, uh, that member of parliament uh, where he, um, he his his camera was on and he was changing during like an actual session. So they got the picture of him and luckily like I think his seat or his camera was just the thing um blocking like that that was the only thing that was blocking. So everything else and it was all in the papers and, and like it was in a full session. So I thought, I thought and I, I, I can empathize too because you probably go on meeting to meeting, you turn off your camera, turn off, turn on, turn on. You you don't know. And just yep. happens that he needed to change and everyone he got it in camera. <laughs> yep. Ryan Soderberg, go ahead. Yeah, my my favorite one, Carl, when you were mentioning the member of parliament in this the, the video went viral. It was the guy sitting, he was doing a very serious economist interview, and you just see his little girl in the background kind of yep. come running in. And then all of a sudden all you see is his wife just come yeah. running in, sliding in. It was yeah, I've, there were I've two seen kids. all those videos, love all of them. Ryan, there were two kids in that. I think the little girl came in oh, and then a baby right. in a little cart, a little toddler in some kind of a little pedal machine. And then the wife comes yeah. in and she grabs, oh, that went viral so fast. It was a but that was. Go ahead. And that was before the pandemic. So, I mean, that should have been foreshadowing for all of us. <laughs> Well, who knows what we're wearing or not below what the screen can see. We'll just nobody get up and walk around right now. We're almost done. Luik, I'm going to prediction number two for you. This is interesting. Let's get into some new territory here. You say authentic and personal audio, e.g. Clubhouse, recent newcomer, video conferences, e.g. Zoom, and live streaming, LinkedIn Live and Twitch will prevail in business circles. Here's the caveat, where polished corporate videos will fortunately vanish 
Oh, my. Always on the edge, Mr. Simone. Go ahead. Tell us. Fortunately, because all these corporate videos, by the way, be them from SAP or from others, are completely boring for everybody, as we know it by heart. We know that when our people in the companies are really doing authentic videos where they share their experience, they are doing live streaming, and we see that they know what they what they mean, that that they are knowledgeable uh, when they say something, that they are authentic and completely a little bit vulnerable. These videos, they really work very, very well in business circles. Like like in, uh, in B2C, it works very well in B2B too. So I think thanks to Clubhouse, thanks to the podcast, uh, thanks to, to live streaming on LinkedIn and on YouTube and so on, people like me, like you, like everybody here in the business will be able to really step up their game and, and gain a lot of business, by the way, compared to those companies who will stay with their corporate videos and prevent their own people to really doing videos, which still happens in some large companies. For me, this is dead. Okay. I'm going to uh, thank you. Provocative. Does anybody want to raise their hand and comment? I'm not going to call on anybody. Anybody have a comment? Any backlash here? Nope. I'm seeing the head. Oh, I'll, Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll come at And I agree. Um, I, I think as, as someone who works for a, a big corporation, you know, it's, it's tough, man. Watching some of the videos that, that some teams and companies, it's tough. It is not super compelling content. It all, all I want whenever I watch something like that, exactly to your point, Luke, is I want someone's opinion. You know, I want why this matters, give me give me the pluses and minuses and tell me and give me that value but don't make me watch a 30 minute thing of executives just talking because again if they're not making my life easier either my customer or my partner whoever it is then i'm i'm out after minute two so i, I fully agree and and i want to make a comment how many millions of corporate brochures i'm not picking on anybody i work for big companies where there's a picture of two people looking at a computer screen with a staged plant next to the computer and a window with a perfectly in tune, uh, some kind of a window shade behind it with just the right amount of light and the people are dressed. Now they might be different ethnicities if that's the era that we were in, right? To show that the company is multi-ethnic and it's very inclusive and all that. But how many times have you looked at those pictures and said, Seriously, they're still staging people standing in front of a computer. How many thousands of those? And my comment probably just put a lot of stock photography people out of business. But I will tell you, there's a wonderful website called unsplash.com where you can find the most. They're free to use. They're not watermarked. They're not stamped with anything. Uh, You don't have to pay for them, but they ask for credit. And I was using those on my Twitter feeds for a long time. It's the most beautiful photography from people all over the world. You put in a keyword or a couple of phrases and you're exposed to hundreds or thousands of beautiful photos. Photographs. So to me, they changed that world. I'm digressing. Vincenzo, let's go to your prediction number two. I like this because I don't know what it means. Vincenzo says brand marketers. Yes, you're going to teach me here. Brands, marketers and studios will have to create for second and third screen experiences first. Vincenzo, you're on speaker view. Educate me, please. Yes. You know, I, the way I look at it is that um, 
I don't even I don't even know if the computer is you know second screen anymore. There's so many people that watch things on you know YouTube, um, on your iPad and on your computer. I, mo a lot of people I know, right, and I'm not I'm not I'm not 18. I'm I'm 36, so I'm not I'm not that young. They but they're they're not even using they're not even using it. They don't even know what a TV is. They don't even know how to use a TV. So. I think for brand, and when I go through this with a lot of my enterprise clients, because they want to focus on, well, you know, uh, people are gonna be watching this on the computer or on their TV, and I'm like, I don't know. There's a lot of people watching on, you know, the phones, and so where I think brands need to realize is that this is always in people's pockets, and you want to think like a consumer. And I know Bonnie, you mentioned that this show is more B2C than B2B, so we want to think how do the consumers, what is, what are their, how are they acting? not what we think they're going to be doing because things are changing so fast now. Um, you, you mentioned TikTok at the top of the show mm -hmm. uh, kind of as a joke, like, oh, you know, 10 seconds. I'm not a big TikTok user at, by any stretch. I started just flipping through because my little cousin, you know, she's 20. She'll send me something. Ha ha, look at this. And you lose yourself, right? You lose yourself. And then I'll like, I'll send that to my mom or, or, or an aunt or an uncle. And then they're like, Oh my God, I got lost on that TikTok for, for an hour. And I'm like, wait, what? And so, you know, understanding folks that aren't necessarily in your same space all the time, you know, we get stuck in echo chambers. We get stuck in these, these, um, bubbles where we believe that, Oh my God, everybody is watching on the computer at a desktop that's just not normal anymore. If anything last year taught us, it's that people aren't sitting at their desktop all day long. It's just not going to happen. So as a, a brand, as a marketer, if you are a, you know, a studio um, uh, creating whatever uh, TV shows or movies, you have to think, how does this translate to the smaller screen? How does this translate to, I don't know if there's a smaller screen than this, but maybe the watches or I don't know, mm -hmm. Apple Watch. this is not an Apple watch, but if there was an Apple watch, you know, how are people translating to that? Um, you know, how many times have you watched a show and had your phone right next to you? I know this is the way I watch when I do watch on TV, I'll watch and I, you know, I'll look things up like, Oh, well, what did they say? What, what was that word? What was, where's the location? Like I'm very curious in that regard. So I'm constantly doing it that way. The shows that, are integrating social into the show itself, or maybe they're having the, the actors live on Twitter interacting with the audience when the show is premiering. Like those are interesting experiences. 20 years ago, that would never have worked because people would have been like, why do I want to look at my phone while I'm watching the TV to talk to the actor? That doesn't work. Now people are like, they care more about that and they, I'll just catch it later. You know, I'll catch the replay or I'll just watch it. I recorded it anyway. Um, so you have to think like that. You're not always going to have that in the moment. Live video is great. Don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. you're not always going to have that in the moment um, attention. People, and you, you, you do this. We've done this with clients where they have gotten, you know, decent viewership on YouTube or whatever, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, live stream or a video, but then it lives on so far down the road and they're still getting views months and you know weeks and months and maybe even a year down the road. That's because people are pulling it up at random. You don't know when. Um, and, and I just think that the mobile experience has to be focused on more and more. You have to think that people may not, I mean, it even comes down Bonnie to, and everyone else listening, how you design, you know, a thumbnail. 
if you have to think people are watching it on a little on a little Mm -hmm. thing like this they're not it's not a big tv screen so like if i can't see it why do i want to click on it right and so i think mobile has to be thought of first i don't know why i said third third screen i guess second screen i don't know if there's a third screen yet i kind of think of like the computer as the second computer and ipads as the second screen and almost like phones as third screen just size wise in my head but um yeah like it's it's changing to how you produce like tremendous point is point is very well taken loic wants to say something go ahead loic oh no oh no i was just uh you were nodding vociferously. <laughs> I'll say something though. Go on, go on. Kirsten, go, go ahead. You. I was just going to say that I have twin girls who are nine, and um, they, and even my son who's nineteen, uh, we saw this happen a few years ago when he was still living at home. That he would, you know, he'd be watching, trying to do something on the computer for homework, but he'd also have something on his iPad and something on that he was watching on um, his phone. And so we saw, you know, he was doing all three things at once. And we were always adding like, how can you do that? How can you actually pay attention to all three things at once? Um, you can't be doing any of that well. And, uh, but I'm, I'm also seeing my girls are doing virtual school because I'm in Canada, uh, in Ontario. And um, I don't, we see the same thing happening with them. They don't have phones yet, but they have a Chromebook and an iPad and they're doing things on both screens. And I, I, I you know, as a, not a millennial, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how they can um, do the same thing and, and really pay attention to what they're supposed to be doing on their Chromebook and uh, on their iPad. So, well, and, Kirsten, and- they got it from me. I'll give one second, Vincenzo. Yeah. Uh, when I when I was doing live radio before Zoom, I was tweeting while I was hosting the live show. You remember, yep. fifteen to twenty tweets per hour of what my guests were saying from the notes and from what they were saying live, hosting the show, doing look ups on the web of background source information on what they were talking about. And I was doing about three to five live tasks at the same time and still being able to host the show, follow the thread and keep the guests going. So your, your twins got it from me. They did. Vincenzo, what did, what did you, <laughs> Grandma Bonnie, what did you want to say, Vincenzo? Go ahead. I am. No, you know, Kirsten, you made a great point. The multitasking, right? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's more so the next maybe generation or two, like they can, they do that more often than not. Right. Um, and you mentioned nine-year-olds and, you know, I watch, I watch like my 13 year old little nieces and nephews and, and they're the same way. It's like, they're here, you know, on their phone watching over here and they'll tell you everything that's going on all around them. Oh, and they're totally. so hyper in tune to everything. And so if we step back and say, okay, as a brand or as a, as a marketer, how are we, uh, you know, how are we cutting through that to reach, because they're going to get older at some point, right? So they're not going to be are. nine forever. They're going to get older. Those habits are always stop. be nine. They'll always be nine. <laughs> and, and so, how do you cut through that? How do you keep their attention? How are you able? And I Good think point. that's why you know, Bonnie, the TikToks, yes, the things they work. It's so fast. I don't have to. That's I'm not. Right. I don't feel committed. I don't feel like I need to sit there and watch an hour long episode of Game of Thrones. Like it's it's ten seconds, a minute at the latest. And I mean, even that is like mind-blowing to some of them. I've read um, the attention span of the human yeah. is between eight seconds for a squirrel and I think 12 seconds for a goldfish. Carl, yeah, you wanted to say something. Go ahead, Carl. Yeah, and you know, going to that point, this is why I have a big problem with um, companies and, and little tangent off. Why are we still creating crazy eBooks? That how can you possibly read that on your screen where you have to pinch to Zoom? 
I was like, I download this thing. What am I going to do with it? I can't read it on my device. And then I'll, <laughs> I'll save it. And then I'm going to go back to it. I'm not going to go back to it. And then, then, you know, you get the whole flood of like, I'll get an email, I'll get a call or whatever. But I'm like, that's not very good user experience, right? You know, what would be better. You send you, you uh, an explainer video, like within like, uh, like, so or, we need or, to do yeah. part two of this because we're almost out of time, but I want to <laughs> squeeze in one more. This is, I love the conversation. I've got you all on gallery view, by the way, Kirsten, I want to hit one more prediction because this is exciting. Your prediction number two, you say the idea of being able to interact with a video, and this is part of my intro video you're watching and do a choose your own adventure type of experience is not too far off if not already here. Kristen, I'm going to keep you on gallery view because I don't want, I want to watch the faces of the other panelists and see what they think. Go ahead, Kirsten. Uh, we've got four minutes left till the end of the show. So you're up. Go ahead, Kirsten. Okay. I will be try to be very succinct. Me, I just me. think it's so exciting that you could actually interact with a video and choose the way that you, um, the narrative that goes along with it. And that information will really in, um, inform your mar the marketers on the other end as to what kind of persona they're dealing with and then they can create more personalized content from that. Um, and as you move along the buyer journey, whether it's a consumer journey or a, uh, a B2B journey, you are... Um, really, really in, uh, defining the way that you want to interact with that company, um, whether it's, you know, consumer goods or business goods. Thank you very much. Any quick comments for Kirsten's? Go ahead, Ryan. So I think, I think Netflix did this. <laughs> um, I can't remember the name of the series or the movie, but there's a really cool video. You can only watch it on like an iPad or your computer. You can't watch it on TV. So this again, just shows you the way the video is going. Um, but it literally was, you watch the video and you have to make decisions about what happens oh. during the movie. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was super cool. And I ended up watching this thing multiple times because I wanted to see all the different endings and the different ways the video could go. So I think it's just a matter of time before it switches. Thank you. Carl, did you have something you want to say on this one? Yeah, there's a football league that, it's it's like a fan controlled football startup. I can't remember what it was. I remember it because Johnny Johnny Manziel was on it, and fans can actually choose the play before the team actually runs it. So you you literally are choosing the play for the team, and the team runs it for you. It's sort of like a live version of of Madden. So I think yeah, it's that's a really neat concept, and I think that's kind of. Very too. cool. I'm going to put one more prediction in here, Carl. This is yours, number two. You say the segmentation of on-demand platforms, we're talking Netflix, Hulu, Roku, Disney+, Plus, is an opportunity for providers to bundle, turning back the clock to the days of paying for cable TV, but with bundled providers. Can you translate this in about 30 seconds for me, please, Carl, real fast? Well, we all remember that um, we, used to pay, like, we used to pay for cable, but now we're paying for all these different providers. But if you think about it, we pay all these providers, what, 10, 20 bucks a month? Mm -hmm. And then now we have, we have all these providers and it's like, we're turning back the clock because now we have to pay for all of these similar to how we paid for cable. So I have a feeling pe people or providers are just going to start combining. You're going to have to pick them and we're kind of back to the, we, we have to pay what thirty nine ninety nine we get Roku, Hulu, Disney plus all of these things all at the same time, which I thought we'd you know, cut the cable and I just have Netflix, but all this content being created in all these different channels is, Britbox, Britbox, Acorn TV, um, sure. 
PBS masterpiece. I'm hooked now on the inspector was Inspector Morse. I like the Endeavor series, which is the younger Morse, much better than the original, even though it was beloved. Watching Line of Duty, watching all kinds of shows, MI5, aka Spooks. I'm hooked on British detective shows. And every time I find another show I like, it's another $5.99 to $9.99 a month. I've stopped looking at the bill. All I know is this intrigues me. It's their job to keep me glued to the TV because after a, a day of work, I want to go into another world, and I do. I can't thank the five of you enough. I'm going to make a prediction that we're all going to get together in a couple months. It's now April 21st, I think. April, Yeah, 21st. I'm guessing we're going to get back together in July for part two, and we're going to go through. You're going to send me new quotes, different quotes, and we're going to go to the predictions that we didn't use today. And Louis likes that. Okay, Louis, you're going to put me on your calendar. I'll send a date to all of you. Vincenzo, you're going to come back and join us? I'm in. Let's go. He's in. Okay. Carl, I know. Kirsten, I know. Ryan, I know. Yes, this was a wonderful roundtable. I want to thank Kirsten Boylo. Kirsten, such a pleasure to have you. Carl, yay. Delighted to have you. Such intelligent predictions and thoughts. Thank you. Ryan Sonberg, you're a, a light. You're a light in the tunnel, and you're so interested in the topic, and we appreciate that. Loic, what can I say? Monsieur Simon, you're always bienvenue on my shows, and Vincenzo Landino, we're so happy to meet you. Thank you very much. Shout out to Aaron nice Keller, my engineer extraordinary he calls himself my sidekick and he's worked hard he started when he was 12 as my engineer and he's now 58 so it's and it's only been two years he's just learned so much thank you for tuning into technology revolution shout out to ryan treasure at voice america who is the voiceover for this show technology revolution the future of now and if somebody tells you the future is already here i want you to wave everybody wave your finger wag your finger and say no that was yesterday's future today's future hasn't happened yet we're all here we're going to make it a better one oh doc Video. brown okay here we go everybody <laughs> wave bye-bye thank you for joining us for technology revolution the future of now Mark your calendar to join host Bonnie D. Graham every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel to hear how technology is impacting your future now.